It reminds me of a line by a friend of mine in the, in the Bay Area called Midnight, Midnight Ice. He said, uh, he said, he's 19, he's a young guy. He says the spoken word movement is not a movement, it's a soundtrack to the movement. And that's that movement we're all about right now, I call the worldwide insurrection coming. There are bees and trees and squirrels and things, and people playing frisbee in the park. There's hurt and heartache and uncertainty, and finding your way in the dark. But on these sunny days, with the wind rushing past and emerald green leaves in your face, it's undeniable the joy we feel by just running in this strange human race. Oh, but it's not like that, my big family, because despite what you are told, life's not a question of competition or what's been bought or sold. Instead, I say it's a miasma of memories new and old, of sweet stolen looks and battling brooks, of flecks of silver and gold. Yes, it's these moments we collect and truly live in that matter most overall. That your hair cut or that wing not, or who can rise most tall. So be in it, because what else to do? I say you won't regret taking the time to truly live. That's something we all forget.
So, um, this book is called The Mysticism of Sound and Music, and it's by a, a famous old Indian philosopher. And the chapter that I've been Sufi. reading is um, called The Magnetism of Beans and Objects. And this first passage really resonates to me because I've been eating so much wonderful food over the past days. And it's, uh, personally, it's, it really hits on how I feel about cooking. In preparing a thing, not one not only puts one's magnetism into it, but the voice of one's soul is produced in the thing one prepares. For instance, it is not difficult for an intuitive person to feel in the food that comes before him the thoughts of the cook. It is not only the grade of evolution of the cook that is produced in it, but also what the cook was thinking at that particular time. If the cook is irritated while cooking, if he or she is grumbling or sighing, if he or she is miserable, wretched, all that is prepared in the food that comes before you. It is the knowledge of this fact which made the Hindus accept a high caste Brahmin as a cook. That person was taken as a cook whose evolution was great, whose life was pure, whose thoughts were elevated. It is not a custom of the past, it is a custom even of today. The Brahmin who is sometimes the guru, the teacher of other castes, may also be the cook. Beside this, in ancient times, when human psychology was keenly observed in all one did, Every person, whatever his rank or position in life, was equipped for cooking and preparing dishes for himself and for his friends. A great mark of appreciation and affection was shown by people who invited some relations or friends to their house by placing before them dishes that they themselves had prepared. It was not the dish, it was the thought that was put into it.
Welcome again to Muddy Boots. My name is Triangular Donut Tanali. And you've just heard the A-side of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, Part 7. We're exploring my collection of field recordings made at Rainbow Gatherings over the last 20 years or so. For a playlist and notes, check out muddybootsradio.org and be sure to subscribe to the show too, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to and or download more Rainbow Gathering field recordings at soundsfromtherainbow.org. You can find previous installments of this Rainbow Thematic series, parts 1 through 7, at either muddybootsradio.org or soundsfromtherainbow.org slash podcasts. I invite you to continue wandering the trail of sound by hopping on over to the B-side. See you there. Yeah, cartwheels. We need to do cartwheels. But I want to get out of here, but I just think we should um, we should all try to just be uh, more honest and caring. You know, we learned to lie. I'm dating. I'm dating. I'm single. Anybody here single? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. Because we lie. We do. Men and women, brothers and sisters, we lie to each other. I noticed we lie in different ways. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I asked this woman out the other day, recently. I said, would you like to go on a date? And she's like, okay, but I don't want this to be a date date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a date date date. I don't know. Maybe a date to the fourth power. How does it work? I don't know. I went on a date. I figured it out. Basically, no date date translated to, I was paying for dinner, but I'm not getting any kissing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to translate differently for men and women because we lie differently. I'll give you some examples. For example, if a sister says, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. This means, and you're not attractive enough to risk losing him. (laughs) 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 On the other hand, if a brother says, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend. This means, and she's right over there by the fire. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
yeah, at popcorn in an hour. <laughs> if a sister says, I can't see you anymore, you're like a brother to me now. This means you no longer turn me on, but I still need you around to fix my car. <laughs> If a brother says, you're like a sister to me now, this means, oh, I still want to hang out with you, I just don't want anybody to know about it. <laughs> and finally, if a brother says, I'm sorry, if a sister says, I want to take things slow, this means I'm going to take all the anger and resentment I had towards my ex-lovers and focus it on you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Of slow, methodical, passive aggressive sexual torture, right? Yeah. If a brother says I want to take things slow, this means there is something unidentifiable on my genitals. <laughs> yeah, I figure about three to five days. Children when I'm gone, when I'm gone, want to get away, come on, let them out. 
Alright, we're doing the hug center, so let's stay on the hug center. I know this area really well. nests in a wound woven web one of suppressed unexpressed and relentless ebbs in the flow of the mind it lifts while sitting it drifts while gripping the toe tipping of time in the night lid blinded eyes perceive dream scenes they follow unconscious string they unravel the most revealing order of things. Raffle drawing retrieves, slipped up the sleeve, leaves limitless winning possibilities for the million memories that all start shape-shifting when you're sleep lost and drifting and shifting in and out of limitless unpredictability sneaking beneath the restrictions of time and space and laughing at the definition between any which place. We are the glimmer and the gleam. We are the scissors and the seam. We play things. We can be anything. We can be the twinkle of eyes or the smile on your face. We can be the last trace of the chalk hopscotch that the rains never seem to erase. We are the color of bubbles and the shape of stars. We can be created out of whatever have you, 
and wherever it happens that you are. And so you see, my human dream beings, the answer is not something which can be explained or seen. The answer is always what you make believe.
Now we're going to do a little story. This is a participation story. It's called The Good Heart of Thunderpants. You have to have to help me do it. It's a peace story. So there's some sound effects in it. So you're going to help me do all the sound effects. First sound effect is we hope nobody's actually doing this, or maybe somebody can. Somebody just about to go off to sleep. You hear that? Next sound effect is somebody sucking on a magic pacifier. Hear that? Good. That's good. Now, next sound effect, we all have to be very serious actors and actresses to do this one. We know for a fact that there are hungry people in the world today. Fairly hungry children, some of whom have not eaten. So they're weak and they're softly, softly crying themselves to sleep. So it sounds like this. Let's hear that. Very good. Next thing is pacifier. Putting out your hands, flying across the sky. Ready? Come on. Swooping down with your cape. On the count of three, this is the audience participation part. Great feast, celebration, and party as loud as you wish. One, two, three. Other kids seriously now crying in a nearby land. Pacifier. Flying over to see what the trouble is. The next one, Golding. No, no, no. Ready? No, no, no. You can do that a little louder. No, no, no. That's good. Next thing is bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pacifier. Gathering up stars. Throwing them like frisbees. Sticking one in the corner. Pacifier. Going off to sleep. And the very last one of this story, three beats of the heart. Ready? Bum, 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 bum. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, I know a girl whose nickname is Thunderpants because she has lightning bolt stickers on the side of her diaper. <laughs> hey Thunderpants, what are you doing? I'm practicing to grow bigger. Well, as you can see, Thunderpants is one of the smartest girls in the whole world. Not only is she smart, she's good-hearted, which may explain why she was chosen to get a magic pacifier. Well, anyway, one night when she was sucking on her pacifier, just about to go off to sleep, he heard the faint weeping of little children on the other side of the earth. Aww. Why are they crying, Thunderpants? They're crying because they're hungry and don't have enough to eat. And so, with the aid of her pacifier, Thunderpants flew across the sky. While she was flying, she thought there was lots of extra food everywhere, so she swooped down with her cape. That was a great feast, celebration, and party. Even while they were feasting and celebrating, she heard some other kids crying in a nearby land. Faster than anything, she flew over to see what the trouble was. Now, when she got there, the kids told her why they were crying was because the parents, the adults, had gotten into a war and were fighting and squabbling over land and other possessions. And so, Thunderpants gathered the warring adults together, scolded them for not learning to share and love one another like they were always telling the kids to do. No! no. They were so ashamed of themselves, they dug a great big deep hole, pushed all their bombs, bombs, guns, and tanks in there, covered them over with dirt, and made peace. There was a great peace celebration. Ow! Now they came to Thunderpants and they said, Thunderpants, you're our hero. And she smiled, she said, I'm not your hero, I'm your she-ro. Yeah! <laughs> all the feminists in the audience. Now, feeding the hun hungry and stopping wars was tiring work, so she said goodbye to her new friends. Bye! Stuck her pacifier in her mouth. Zoomed across the night sky. 
gathered up stars and threw them like frisbees down to each house below so that every kid could have a nightlight. Then she zoomed into her room, stuck the one star she'd save for herself in the corner, stuck her pacifier in her mouth, slipped into a dream, filled with all the good deeds she was going to do with her magic pacifier, and with her good heart, bum, 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 bum. which is, after all, the most potent magic yeah. of all. Yeah. 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 How about a song about positive people standing up, holding hands together, singing songs and saving the land? A woman came up to me after a show in Eugene, Oregon last year. She told me if you look at a map of Kentucky, eastern Kentucky, it looks like the moon. If you look on Google Maps, because they've blown the tops off of so many mountains to extract the coal. So she asked me if I'd write a song for it, and that's what this song is. There's a place not far from here, just a ways up in the hills, where the folks face to live that old time way. Where mama cleans the kitchen, and daddy cleans the deer, and music is the game all the children
underestimate the power of a prayer and a song. Bigger knowledge fated to appear in circles, spirals, ghosts of former understandings. Jokes that fall flat because you've had to have seen them. Oh, my urn of ashes for those questions. Feed my smile with your faded glory. Leave a clue for future researchers to find. Jai Ram 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 Jai
one Here's stick roast. They say laughter is the best medicine. Where's your stance on recreational use? Ha 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 Cool. Thanks for that thought. Thanks for that thought. Appreciate it. We love you. Loving you. Loving you. Love you a lot. Everybody together, world peace, one, two, three. Rainbow Gathering. What's it all about? And so I just turn to them and say, go to the Unitarians and turn left. Now, some of you might remember this song from the Missouri <laughs> Gathering, and please join in. Just a couple of lines. Help the kids sing,
If you know the kind of person I am, and I don't know the kind of person you are, a pattern that others have made may prevail in the world, and following our wrong God home we may miss our star. For there is many a small betrayal in the mind, a shrug that lets the fragile sequence break, sending with shouts the horrible errors of childhood out to storm through the broken dike. And as elephants parade, holding each elephant's tail, but if one wanders, the circus won't find the park. I call it cruel and perhaps the root of all cruelty to know what occurs, but not recognize the fact. And so I appeal to a voice, something shadowy, a remote, important region in all who talk. Though we could fool each other, let us reconsider, for the parade of our mutual lives may be lost in the dark. The messages we give, yes or no or maybe, should be clear. The darkness around us is deep.
Pull that black plastic. It's gonna be a. What is it, Sam again? What's it gonna be, Tammy? Tell me. Tell him it's gonna be a rock and roll. Come shout and sing, join in the ring. It could be queen or it could be king. You go your way and I'll go mine. As long as you just make it fun. The rain will shine some drinking wine. So neat and dress like Frankenstein. Give up your waist, your body line. But just you do it right on time. No wild thing. It is a wild thing.
you in the back. <laughs> Let me tell you about my girl. If Jesus came to your house to spend a day or two, if he came unexpectedly, I wonder what you'd do. When you saw him coming, would you meet him at the door with arms outstretched in welcome to your heavenly visitor? Or would you need to change some things before you let him in, like burn some magazines and put the Bible where they'd been? Could you let Jesus walk right in, or would you rush about to hide your worldly music and put some hymn books out? Oh, I know that you'd give your nicest room to such an honored guest, and all the food that you would serve him would be the very best. And you'd keep assuring him that you were glad to have him there, that serving him in your house was joy beyond compare. But would your family conversation keep up its normal pace? And would you find it hard each meal to say a table grace? And what about the songs you sang, the books you like to read? Would you let him know the things on which your mind and spirit feed? Would you be glad to have him meet your very closest friends? Or hope that they'd stay away until his visit ends? Would you take him with you everywhere that you'd plan to go? Or maybe change your plans for just a day or so? Would you be glad to have him stay forever on and on? Or sigh a sigh of great relief when finally he had gone? You know, it might be interesting to know the things that you'd do if Jesus came in person to spend some time with you.
You've always got your jelly roll. So chuck it. Chuck it in the bucket. Oh, chuck it. Chuck it in the deep blue sea. left to hop, so chuck it, chuck it in a bucket, oh chuck it, chuck it in the deep blue sea, look at the side that's bright, and when they turn out your lights, just chuck it, chuck it in a bucket, I was taught how to play piano by Escarita and a fellow by the name of James. So the influence of Escarita on Little Richard, or vice versa, is really there. It's yeah, the piano. Uh, I, Tell me it's, about it's him, strange. because a lot of people compare you it's to It's strange, him. Roger. Uh, he was inspired by me to be in show business, but I was inspired by him because when I first met him, I met him at the bus station. One night I couldn't sleep in my hometown. I would sit there all night and watch people get off the bus, you know, you know, you understand. And, and everybody's gonna, and he got off. I said, oh. Here, let's hold that up to the mic uh, uh, so our <laughs> listeners can see it. <laughs> and you look at this picture and you say, the, the, you know, that, What's happening now? The high top of Papadour. He really got his hair. Anything. The book made a mistake there. He really got his hairstyle from me. And Doc, you know, that was a mistake. He got his hairstyle from me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, but he taught me how to play piano. He was playing one mint julep right. by the Clovers. Right. And, and, and it